0: Welcome back to another episode of the Visual Intonation Podcast. Hope everyone's holiday was well. Mine was. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about piracy. Almost a quarter of all internet bandwidth is devoted just to online piracy. People visited piracy websites around 130 billion times in 2020 alone, there isn't any format that has avoided piracy's grasp. People can pirate anything that is digital, whether it's a book, a film, a television show, or cutting edge computer software. And I would know because I'm a child of LimeWire and Bearshare. Piracy is becoming more accessible as the typical individual becomes increasingly adept at navigating the digital environment. Piracy sites abound, and if you have a strong antivirus installed, you can download any content you want for free in minutes. Video, aka films, is by far the most pirated type of digital content. Films and television shows account for more than a third of pirated content, and this figure is growing. Piracy is frequently regarded as as a harmless and uh, commonplace practice that allows people to watch whatever they want without having to pay for a Netflix subscription or any subscription to any streaming service. Is it however a victimless crime? I mean, let's see. What are the effects of piracy on filmmakers and the film industry as a whole? You know, while nobody is physically injured by piracy, and the consequences can be difficult for pirates to see, the direct consequence of piracy is a loss of revenue. We might think of piracy as only taking money away from large movie streaming services like Netflix or HBO Max or Paramount Plus or Hulu or thousands of others. But a loss of revenue from Cinema impacts creators and artists in the media industry. In the United States alone, more than 200,000 people are made redundant due to piracy each year. This isn't just a correlation between piracy and a lack of jobs in the media industry. It's a direct causation. By far, independent filmmaking is the industry that is the most vulnerable to piracies. Especially for hobby filmmakers like myself where any amount of profit is golden and good reviews don't pay the bills, unfortunately. These films are often low budget by necessity and the piracy can strip away the small amount of revenue that might have been used for the next project. With around 70% of internet users believing that piracy is not morally wrong, there may be a lack of awareness as to how much the independent film industry and independent video art relies on above-the-table distribution of content. In many online spaces, there is a sentiment that indie filmmakers should be grateful for piracy. Because it increases awareness of their content. And uh, personally, I don't even like the word content. But that's for another episode. That discourse. This is similar to the notion that artists, singers, and writers should give away their quote-unquote content for free. Because quote-unquote exposure is payment enough. Question Can piracy work as free advertising? Absolutely. In fact, it is an incredibly effective form of advertising, especially with the fast-circulating messages of the digital space, such as social media. Piracy allows niche films to be seen and viewed by a range of audiences even allowing independent films to become cult classics without going through the traditional pathway of cinema. You know, an example of that would be, you know, Criterion Collection and how their social media is run on uh, Twitter and Instagram. You know, back in the day, I used to love Criterion Films and now it's just a wave of especially younger artists because of how it is promoted on social media for them to actually like grasp the content or quote-unquote the classic films that we all love and know and sometimes we don't even know, you know. However, views and cult status usually does not translate to financial gain, unfortunately. Only a small percent of Torrenters will go on to financially support independent filmmakers in any way, even if they genuinely love the film. You know, a film that is pirated once and a film that is pirated a hundred times will likely make the exact same amount of money for the filmmakers. Which is nothing. Piracy can be a source of exposure that can be looked at as a double-edged sword. Especially for films that are taboo in some way or target a particularly niche audience. For example, the film that I'll be directing next year, which is a feature film, it's particularly for a niche audience. I'm not going to lie. It's very niche. It will ruffle some feathers, but, you know, we'll see you know hopefully i can turn it around in my favor and take examples of other filmmakers that have possibly like worked around piracy in those cases people who download a film just because they can access it for free are a different audience to those who pay for a film because they will believe they will like it When a niche film attracts an unexpectedly wide audience, this can result in a negative publicity and reviews from people who were never part of the target audience in the first place. This means that not only will the filmmakers not make any money from these viewers, the reputation of both them and the film will suffer. You know, in response to enforcement, of copyright acts and distribution laws, the word censorship is often thrown around in debates, especially online. With so much information being readily available on the internet, the importance of freedom of speech is in the public eye more than ever before. Critics argue that enforcing copyright on digital content, such as films, prevents it from being freely distributed to all audiences, which is viewed as a form of censorship. Is lacking the freedom to download pirated films without any consequences really the same as censorship? The content isn't being censored because of who made it, what it contains, or for political reasons, It is merely being distributed through specific channels to prevent digital theft from occurring. A valid connection between piracy and censorship is the use of pirated materials to sidestep censorship laws. Films that are banned in some countries for violence, sexual themes, LGBTQIA content, or political controversy can be accessed online by anyone at any time. Whether this is a country like New Zealand, which often bans questionable content due to violence, or a company like China with broader censorship laws, a film being quote-unquote banned doesn't mean that you can't watch it. It just means that it'll be a little harder to find. In this way, Piracy creates a small amount of online freedom for people wanting to browse content outside the scope of censorship. Although, as with any piracy, there is potential for legal consequences if they are caught. Outside of escaping the regulations of censorship, there are a multitude of reasons why pirates choose to torrent or download content for free. Convenience, price, and just a genuine love of cinema, every pirate has their own motivation. Films used to be available only for a short amount of time. When a movie was released, you had several weeks to buy a ticket and see it in the cinema. That was it, you know? Before the age of VHS and DVD. Cinema was a one-time thing, a two-time thing if you like the movie enough to go to a second showing. Now, almost all television shows and films are available years after release any day of the week. You can open up Netflix and view a cult classic from the 90s in much less time than it takes to drive to the cinema and see the latest Marvel blockbuster. You can go on Criterion. You can go on Mubi. You can go on Tubi. You can go on Crackle. You can watch a live streaming of a movie premiere in real time as long as you're okay with shaky camera footage. You know, we all see the you used to see the old old footage of <laughs> of a person walking through the aisles of prior films from a person filming it in the back center. Of the theater, you know, people walking by, people coughing, people messing up the film with grainy footage. We live in an age of accessibility and the popularity of piracy reflects that. A large part of the allure of piracy is finding access to films that aren't available on legal platforms, whether they just aren't available yet or because they're on a platform that you don't currently pay for for a cinephile like yourself and like me who lives and breathes the experience of consuming new intellectually stimulating or visually pleasing films piracy opens many doors obscure films films in other languages films that have not yet been released in your own country all of these are available with just the click of a mouse you know, I've done it before. I've looked up like obscure films from you know, Afghanistan, Iran, Thailand, the continent of Africa, Europe and the countries in that, you know, even in America and the Americas, I've looked up like obscure films that I've probably never would have been able to have access to because I can't travel to cons or I can't travel across the world to these different film festivals that only show this film in this particular area. You know, a true movie buff who watches hundreds or thousands of movies in a year with tear through Netflix in no time at all. And many of the films on conventional streaming platforms may not be to their taste. It is only natural for them to then turn to greener pastures and better, more accessible and cheaper films An undeniable facet of internet piracy is making video media accessible for people who cannot genuinely afford a streaming platform subscription or purchasing films whenever they would like to watch them. Unlike a library where the range of books and DVDs that can be checked out for free is limited, the internet provides a limitless range of entertainment and none of it needs to be returned. You know, piracy would be easier to phrase or condemn if there was a true right answer. Like any issues that both benefits and disadvantages a range of different people, the answer seems to be it depends. You know, yes, piracy sucks revenue away results and job losses and Decreases the ability of filmmakers to create the next masterpiece. But it also allows film to be truly available for everyone across the world at all times. However, there is one thing that is undeniably true. In the age of the internet, piracy is here to stay. Even if firmer consequences were introduced for torrenting films, this wouldn't make pirates disappear. It would just make them learn to be sneakier. As long as the film industry continues to evolve, piracy will be lurking in the shadows, evolving with it. So what do we learn today? We learned about piracy in cinema. We learned that a pirated film is a film that is made available to the public without permissions from the rights owners. We learned that the film industry perceives piracy as a major threat to its revenues, while critics of this view argue that piracy has potentially positive effects on cinema. We also learned that there are many different types of piracy, including those that involve broadcasting illegally copy films in public places or providing unauthorized access to films through paid streaming platforms. We also learned that in spite of efforts to combat piracy, there are more ways than ever for audiences to access content illegally my takeaway is piracy has become a growing threat to the film industry and it's one that no one seems to be able to ignore it has always existed for cinema since the beginning of cinema so we should be less afraid of it and use it to our advantage and that's been today's episode make sure you like share and subscribe to the podcast visual intonation tell a friend to tell a friend i'm on all platforms facebook instagram twitter and the website visualintonations.co and i will see you on the next episode